It's the Joel Natale show here on a Friday, and uh, we're getting things back up uh, after our great conversation with Father Sean Clerkin and uh, Zach Flock uh, regarding uh, performing arts in 2020, 2021. And uh, the, uh, you know, we're, we're super excited to uh, have the final hour of the program as we welcome back uh, to the show. We've got the tool and die guy, Phil Kerner. Phil, are you there, buddy? Oh, I might. I oh, I have it on the wrong. Okay, here we go. I'm always picking the wrong pot. How how about that one, Phil? I think I'm here. Am I here? <laughs> you are here. Let's see if we can get Cheney uh, involved in this. Uh, I literally spaced out on uh, what time and day it was today. So you know, I was starting to wonder if I was fired. No, 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 no. It's all. It's all about uh, uh, passive aggressiveness. <laughs> after <laughs> after this week, Phil. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> it just keeps saying waiting for host to start. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah. I'm like, wait a second. What am I supposed to do here? That, that's that's where I was at. You know, five o'clock on Friday. I wore my hat today for Paul, so he'd feel like he was sitting at the cool table. Oh, he's here. He's here. He'll be here. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I enjoyed your conversation with the theater people. Yeah. And I feel like uh, you guys, you know, are much more experienced at the, the theater thing than me. But it should be known for all your worldwide listeners that I once had a starring starring role in a performance right here in Erie, Pennsylvania at the director's circle. I, That's right. I didn't know that. What did it you do? The, it was the Petra. And uh, I played the the lead tree. <laughs> so you just and, had to uh, pet- be petrified, like just solid there or something, or what? You know, I, I, I took it very seriously, Joel. Okay. I, I spent week hanging around with other trees, trying to kind of get their cadence, how they behave. That's right. So uh, it was a spectacular performance. I didn't get a, <laughs> did not get an Emmy, but I did get a nice plaque from the Garden Club. Nice. You studied up I, for the role, you know. You researched you know, the I, role. And I hung that on my wall right next to my gas card I got for guessing who was born oh on Christmas goodness. Day last. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, who anyway. who was born on Christmas Day? That's amazing. Um, I, I, so so well, let's 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 see where we're at here. I, I I did another check of the Wall Street Journal. It really, had, nothing has changed in the last two hours. Other than, uh, you know, the reporting today that uh, the Democrats are intensifying calls to remove Trump after Capitol riot. Uh, President Trump has announced that he will not be attending the inauguration. The police have been doing lots of electronic surveillance to identify those um, who were participating in the riot and identifying those who were killed in the riot. Because, I mean, there's been five deaths now. And uh, there's been, obviously been multiple, um, uh, multiple people that have resigned from the cabinet and other staff positions from the White House here. And so, um, and there's Where a. You want me? Go ahead. Yeah, jump in there, Phil. All right. So the first one is since it came up a lot today, the inauguration. Yeah. And let's really think about this whole situation. First of all. I get it. There's no uh, love lost between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. All right. They've said a lot of nasty things about each other. Uh, And I, you know, in a perfect world, they could put that all away like we usually do. But here's the issue here. I think uh, I think Trump not going is probably the right thing. Okay, 
let Pence go. My question is, or problem with the whole thing is, or observation, I guess, would be, if Donald Trump were to show up at that and do, quote, unquote, the right thing, right, and his supporters all show up and, and boo Biden off the mall or oh, won't stop, gosh. guess who's going to get blamed for that? No yeah. matter what Trump does, he's probably better off at this point. Uh, just let Pence go and just finish this off. I, I, I don't think anything good personally would come from that. I know it might be the right thing to do, but Donald Trump is, let's just say he's unconventional. And for now, I'm sure we'll talk more about Donald Trump, but uh, I, I, in, in the end, two things, it's probably the right thing to do. Let Biden have his moment in the sun. And uh, number two, uh, the nice thing would be if Trump were to possibly tweet something out, you know, best of luck, congratulations or whatever, which I doubt he will. That would be nice. But uh, that is on that subject. Uh, that's that's all I have to say about that. I think it's a, probably a, a probably a prudent move on his part. I, what do you think? I, I, I agree. Like, um, but I don't know why. Here's my problem with it is that I don't know why you can't expect the the presidential uh, decorum from the forty fifth president. Why why are we not uh, expecting that? You know, we would expect that from George W. Bush. Uh, we would we expected that from uh, George Senior. George Senior got beat, you know, after one term by Bill Clinton, and uh, again he was a consummate professional. Why can't we expect that kind of behavior from this president? First of all. The Bushes are a professional, professional political family, and that's not a, I'm not, that's not a slam. Right. It uh, just George is what it is, Sr. yeah. George Bush Sr. was a um, consummate uh, gentleman, uh, play fair type of guy. Uh, the press wasn't very nice to him either. They tried to portray him as a wimp. Remember that? And here's right. a guy that was the youngest uh, fighter pilot in World War II. I mean, give a break. But uh, – uh, he handled his defeat uh, with Bill Clinton amazingly well. Those two became ambassadors for national disasters around the world. Uh, in a perfect world, you know that's that's what we'd all like to see. You're not going to see that from this guy. This is a street fighter, ugly as it is. I'm not defending it. I'm saying it's the guy we've all seen for four years. The, that decorum is not. He's a street fighter. It's a, he's not. That's not. I don't know why you'd expect now after four years. For, uh, for him to to like the, the message he sent last night. If he had been more like that in the last four years, he'd probably be, still be the president, right? That was a nice message last night. But, I, uh, I just uh, wanted him to, honestly, I just wanted him to act normal like he did in front of Bob Woodward. I, I mean, Bob Woodward did a, you know, you know, definitely did a negative uh, book on cool. him. But I mean, right. he he doesn't he doesn't portray. This kind of antics in front of every audience. He, I, it, uh, there's a part of me that says this is to- this this deal, except for like this kind of mania that he's going through now since the election. But his mm-hmm. kind of he, he kind of did a deal, like uh, this is this is like a like performance art. Now again, I'm going to have all kinds of my friends being mad at me for that, but but honestly, when I heard the call. That Woodward had had recorded, uh, you know, at, when the book came out. And again, I I haven't read the book. I don't know if the book is good, bad, or indifferent. I'm just talking about the actual first per, first source call. That sounded like a, a, a person who is a serious, you know, a serious business person leader 
who was super concerned about the virus and hey this is going to be this is going to be a big deal and it's really tough and you know and he was getting himself informed again you can't function in Manhattan real estate without being a serious person at times and so it just makes me want you know it just makes me wonder how much of this stuff was performance art it's a good question. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist. Uh, yeah, uh, I know. You know, uh, I agree with you. I don't care how nuts he is or how crazy he is. He's done very well in his life. I mean, seriously, for, uh, with all his unusual ways of doing things, whether you like it or not, the guy made a lot of money. I don't know if he's worth $10 billion or $3 billion, but if it's got a B in front of it, okay, impressive. Uh, to make your uh, living in Manhattan real estate, impressive. To write best-selling books, to have a best-rated uh, TV show, and then become president—you know, the, there's something going on there, whether you like it or not. The, the guy's got some something, right? There's something there. One thing he does have uh, for his age is amazing stamina. This guy sleeps like two or three hours a night. Right. He doesn't drink. Doesn't exercise. He eats McDonald's. I mean, he's a, 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 an anomaly in so many different ways. I mean, they have football teams that won the national championship come to the White House. He's got five thousand hamburgers for them, right? I and mean, KFC. That, yeah, I mean, and, and he doesn't see where the problem is with right, that. Right. That's why a lot of his followers love him. He's right. like them. They eat at McDonald's. Yeah. They eat at KFC. So there's a part of him that is so weird with the gilded gold toilet seats and the planes <laughs> and the uh, the mail order wives. You know, uh, it's amazing. He's got this touch with the common person. And they would tell you when he was a developer, he enjoyed spending time with the guys at the at the site. Right. The he likes talking guys, to yeah. the, the, the guys that drive the cabs and stuff. He's it's a it's a really weird thing. He, he connected with so many people on that level and on and on the other level, he rubbed people so amazingly wrong the other way. Um, and it's just who he is. It was never gonna change. I don't think it was ever gonna change, you know. And, but, uh, and and again, people will disagree with me. That's why I don't think he's an imminent threat, you know, with the nuclear codes or whatever. And I no. think I think what's going to happen is that they're just going to kind of, you know, just kind of breathe, and they'll have, uh, you know, Mick Mulvaney or whoever happens to be the. He's the, gone. Oh yeah, which, which 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 one is the? Um, who chief is the chief of staff right now? Because I can't keep Mark, track. Is it, is it Mark Meadows? It's I Mark it's Meadows. Mark. That's right. Okay, so you got a former congressman Mark Meadows. I think he could keep him, you know, uh, you know, you know, under, you know, you know, he, you know, you know what? He'll be uh, able Trump to want to go down. navigate that. I, I don't believe this guy wants to go down in history as the guy on his way out the door who hit the nose button. No, I really that's don't that's that. not a thing. And number two, you know, I get it. Everybody hates a guy. Twelve days left. Really, impeach? I don't. And that's just spite at this point. Just, just let him finish off the twelve days. He's not. I, I'm sorry. I, I just don't see. It took six months to do it last time. Now they, now they're telling us they can do it in ten days. I mean, the last time they did it to drag it through the election. I get that. Right. But uh, why did they do it in ten days last time? I don't know. But uh, the big thing I was, uh, I was listening live to you on Wednesday as usual, and uh, when you took the air to the airwaves that day, uh, you had a lot of guests that day. Um, I did, but, yeah. Yes, and uh, uh, the thing we were talking about Wednesday was the uh, the video we were seeing, right? Uh, and I was and outraged, Phil. I mean, I literally, I, I, I got off of the press conference and I'm like, "What the heck is going on in our 
uh, capital. Well, I mean, we have walked I, in I, those areas, you know, as a I, citizen. I now, a lot of thoughts on this. I guess I'll start with my end thought, which I usually don't do. But as I was as I was watching this last night or the night before, and watching these people hanging off the walls. Oh my now, gosh! I looked at Heidi. I said, "You know, let's think about this. You know, America is always supposed to be. We we are so proud of being a, a free country, right? The Bill of Rights." But the, it really struck me watching this and the whole summer of this stuff uh, that our freedoms were totally based on having a population that could behave themselves and act like adults and human beings. Yeah. All right. There's no doubt in my mind. And I've said it on this program before. Our demarcation point in this country began in 1968 when we've talked about this, the establishment bad, you know, everything. And I get it. The Vietnam war was upsetting. I get it. But that's when everything started to change. All right. You can say for the better, you can say for the worse, but the, the, the family unit, the church, everything started to take a hit. Now what you're seeing is people um, who don't know how to behave. When I went to the Capitol, like you did, we stood in line. I don't know if that time I had to walk through a metal detector. Probably not. Um, the, the Capitol Police are basically like museum guides that happen to have a gun. There's nothing ever bad going on there. And uh, um, who would ever think of being a jerk at the Capitol? But who would ever think about attacking the federal building in Portland? Who would ever think about burning down half of Minneapolis? We, we're we're going to lose our freedoms because people are having a problem behaving. And I don't know where the civic unrest all of a sudden is coming from, but you see it on social media. People are absolutely horrible. I, I saw a great, great uh, video the other day. It was a football coach. I don't even know who he was. I'm assuming he was a football coach. But he's talking about uh, social media where you used to have to have accomplished something in your life to have an audience. People listen to you because you're Walter Cronkite or you're Joel Natale, who's been in Erie radio forever. You, you, you've earned that spot. Well, now, you know, uh, anybody has a, a, a big, big mouth on, on Twitter if they can get enough followers, right? doesn't matter what they've accomplished in their life. So, you know, we've got this, um, we've got people, that influence a lot of people that have never done anything really to, to earn that trust, to, to influence or accomplish something in their lives. So, uh, again, uh, as society, uh, I feel like, you know, the United States I grew up in, America I grew up in, uh, I can't imagine going up to a cop and seeing how far I can push them and how close I can get to their face and scream obscenities at them and dare them to do something. Can you imagine doing that in your lifetime, no, Joel? I can't. But there's no fear of that anymore. So uh, so I'm watching this, and that's what I thought. First thing I thought was, wow, this, this is, makes me sad. That's my movement, all right? Yeah. That's, that's, I, I voted for Donald Trump. I've been to Trump rallies. But I'm watching this with a question mark in my head. I'm saying, all the rallies I've been to, yeah, they're vocal. CNN sucks, USA, USA, you know the drill, right? But they never do any damage. So I'm sitting here watching this. Now, I heard a lady call in the other day, and I, I heard what you said, and you were right. You know, Antifa, somebody bad was there. So I have a rule. When a big story hits, I wait. I, I see the big story. I digest what happened. And then I calm down for two days mm-hmm. to see what the truth is. Because the reality is now everybody clamors to get the first clicks on, on the Internet, on their website. And there's no facts. It's just this is what's going on. 
Trump rallied, had a rally, fired these people up. They attacked the Capitol. That's, that's the line now. So I'm watching this and I'm, I'm sad. Like I said, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense because the rallies I've been to, I mean, how you were there personally when there was 15,000 people at the Erie airport. Did you sense any, any, that much anger that they were that mad? I well, mean, again, that was before the election. Yeah. I mean, okay. there's, there's, all right. Yeah. That was before he lost. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So all I know is all the, all the Trump supporters I know are disappointed. They feel like there was something wrong with the election, but I'm not going to argue about that, but if they do, they do, but they're not ready to go rumble here. Okay. Yeah, Nobody's but organized. I, just, just the, and I have to take my break, but just to jump in there for a second, Phil, the, the, the people that you associate with are not the people uh, that would have attacked that, that, uh, that capital. And here's the thing. There were thousands and thousands of people at the rally that you know that you know disrupted their lives to go to the rally, but they did still didn't go into the Capitol. It was this subset, whether they were QAnon or just totally out of their minds, and, no, and they, maybe and maybe instigated. Again, I'm not going to say categorically that there were not infiltrators there. I mean, there are people that just get off at violence. Period. It, it doesn't even it doesn't even come down to ideology. It's like let's just tear up the joint. That could be well, the case too. But uh, got, but again, got, the people that they they've identified are from the far right and 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 it's just uh it's just it's, it's, it's totally unnerving. I got I, I got to take my break. I'm sorry. It is uh 5:24. <laughs> yeah, uh it is it is a uh, Friday edition. We got Fridays with Phil here. On Talk Erie. All right, let's get back at it. Friday's with Phil here. It's 526. Phil, you um, keep going there, buddy. All right, so anyways, I'm watching this with a lot of question marks in my head, too. Now, you are correct. You know, at first I thought this was some sort of infiltration of some sort. It may have been, but like you told the caller the other day, that woman from the Air Force was not Antifa. She was a big Trump supporter, right? Yeah. Something. What? What is she thinking, right? What? What is she thinking? Well, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. See, I'm on Twitter. I don't tweet. I just follow people, okay? And uh, and I'm not a right wing conspiracy guy. I, I get plenty of people texting me weird stuff, but not. I'm not going there. All right. I saw a video today, and there's going to probably be, be more. As as I said, you got to wait two days. It's two days. About 39 seconds, somebody, because everybody has a video camera right now, there was one entrance to the Capitol, and I don't know which one it is. There's 100 entrances, right? So here these guys are standing at the door. They're just standing there. There's a line of, of ralliers or whatever you want to call them, protesters. The doors open, and the cops literally stood there and watched them all walk in like they were going on a tour. I think most of them were surprised they were allowed in. They walked in. They're not yelling anything. They're just walking in like they're on a tour. The cops are watching them walk by. Some One cop said I something like, I disagree with it, but I respect it. They all slowly walked up the stairs into the rotunda and started taking pictures like they were on a tour, like they were totally allowed in. All right, so now, now I'm really wondering, okay, did these people get mixed up in something they didn't even know? they were? They, I think they thought they were allowed to go in. The cops opened the doors, and they thought, oh, good, we're in Washington. I've never been to the rotunda. And we go, and they're wandering around looking at stuff like they're on a tour, all right? That does not square 
with what we saw on the news Wednesday, right. smashing the windows out with with you know, cha- chasing cops. I mean, there's that right. one. There's that one image of. Uh, of the Capitol policemen running up the stairwell, trying, you know, you know, ordering them to stop and, and being chased. And others were there like like swinging around and stuff. Go ahead. Guy playing a cop. Who runs back three steps, hold up, holds up a baton, runs back up three stairs, holds up. What was he doing? Where's the help? I mean, yeah. I don't get that whole thing. That whole thing is weird, but you'll see, and I'll text you that video. It's yeah. not a conspiracy thing, right? I'm sitting there like, okay, now this makes more sense. A couple hundred of them, at least, just walked in like they were on a tour. the the, qu- like- the question is the question is is uh, you know uh, you know we need to see the arrests of the the real perpetrators because I agree. because I this this is this we cannot stand for this and uh, and again the the images of the of the Secret Service or the or, or the sergeants of arms with guns drawn protecting. The House of Representatives chamber is is just I mean it just it blows a circuit in my brain and so uh, the, I think the bottom the bottom line is uh, for me is that um, you know at some point we are going to try to have we have to put our country back together with some harmony here and uh, and I don't I don't blame Donald Trump. For that, I mean, again, he could be an instigator, but uh, you know these threads of 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 un, uh, of uh, anger and and, and and you know the the threads of actual um, the, the the threads of uh, enmity towards my brother have been going on for a, like you say since the '60s and and I'm sure much longer than that even. All right, we've got news. It is 5.30, We'll be back in about nine minutes. 5.38, it's the Joel Natale Show, our final half hour of the week. Uh, Phil Kerner is with us, a tool and die guy. It's Fridays with Phil. And again, uh, you know, we, we're consumed by the topic of the unrest in... Uh, uh, unrest, geez, I, I feel like I'm really massaging that. The absolute uh, uh, riot that happened at the U.S. Capitol on Wednesday, uh, total, um, total, uh, you know, almost, uh, it's, uh, chaos. Uh, it's, well, it's chaos and it's, it's a changer. It's like, it's like a hinge moment in history. Um, you know, uh, I don't, I don't think you can, I don't think you can underplay what the heck happened there? And the go ahead, Phil. Here's my question. And um, I, I ask people questions all the time. And uh, I think people answer me because I really don't want to argue with people. I just want to hear their opinion. All right. Um, if they go down the crazy train, I back off. But I've been asking people at work today because I want to check in on myself sometimes. All right. Sure. I told my feelings on this. I watched it and something didn't make sense to me. So then I started doing my research last night for this program today. I really want, because I was at work, I couldn't listen to Trump's whole speech that day. So the question is, and I'll ask Joel first, um, do you feel that Donald Trump incited a riot? I... I, I don't I don't know. Again, I didn't listen to the speech, but the idea that we're gonna, you know, uh, march down and you know, and then you had Rudy Giuliani saying that we're going to something with combat. 
I mean, the, the, this was not well chosen words here. Um, uh, you know, uh, is 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 his uh, what what? It's not the riot that he's incited, but it's the actual. Um, uh, you know, destroying the trust in our systems that he definitely is responsible for because he's been beating his drum for two months that this the is a rigged election to, and all this stuff, right? At this moment right now, the moment, the reason they want to impeach him or have him removed via the 25th Amendment is that he's accused of inciting a riot. That's the whole narrative on the news right now, yeah. right? So the question is, did he? That's, I'm really curious to see what people think. What do you think, Paul? Go ahead, Paul. Do you want to weigh in? I I think he did. I think that his speech when he said, you know, we're going to march down Pennsylvania Avenue and we're going to, you know, support the ones that we like and not support the ones that we don't. And, you know, the, you know, the tough survive. I mean, it's all – here's my thing. Donald Trump, when I was a kid – he was always in the front row of WWF because he's friends with Donald or with Vince McMahon. Yeah. So he he understands crowd reaction and how to get people fired up. That's his big thing. So he I don't think that he thinks two steps down the road. I think he thinks right now, how do I get people riled up? How what can I say that'll make the crowd cheer? That's a good point. All right, let me now, let me let me hold on a second. Let me uh, let some. Uh, I got a caller uh, wants to weigh in. Caller, you're live with Joel Natale and Phil and Shady and Paul. Hello. Are you talking to me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Oh, hi. Uh, my name is Phil as well. Oh, terrific. Um, <laughs> yeah, this won't get confusing. Um, the a couple of points here. First of all, I I I don't have to play fair. I'm just a citizen. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, what about ism? Uh, I find it curious that they're acting so quickly and arresting the people, or you know, or trying to arrest people. Uh, and you know, no, this didn't cost anybody significant money. Riots last year did. The fires, you know, th- these were these were just innocent citizens that were victimized. Uh, you know, and and you know, the, all the. Of course, all the other damage we all know and saw went on. And I just find that find it curious. I was as appalled as, as anybody should be and can be at what happened on Wednesday. I don't really – I don't think that Trump incited it. I think that that's pretty ridiculous, actually. But it does follow along with how he's been treated pretty much since day one. So, so, what, so what about the, the concept that uh... – that that you know on parlor or the you know the far right uh, uh online stuff that they were planning on uh and, and even tweeting out bringing stuff to uh to make a statement uh, of a physical nature i'm i'm really really sugarcoating it. I, I well I'm, I'm not on parlor or twitter uh fortunately okay. uh and uh so i i can't i really i I yeah. haven't seen any 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 of that uh, okay. any comments from okay. those places. All right, I'm but, gonna go ahead. Last last the word no, there. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, I'm, I that was pretty much. Uh, I'm pretty much done there. Okay. I made my statement. Thank you very very <laughs> much. I'm going to jump to my next call here. Uh, we've got Brian on the line. Hi, uh, Cong- Congress or uh, Councilman Brian Shank. Uh, we want to weigh in on here, sir. 
Well, thank you for the promotion. I appreciate that to congressman. I, I mean, no, they, yeah. Here, but, <laughs> they, yeah, this is a sticky wicket, boy. I tell you, you know, I, I was literally downtown uh, helping with a local uh, get together, and uh, I spoke a few words, bought the big flag out, um, and I kind of found out after the fact, and then of course watched, caught up online, and watched the news, and uh, you know, when when someone says let's march up Pennsylvania Avenue, I. I don't see how that's inciting a riot. Uh, if he would have said, "Let's go up Pennsylvania Avenue, let's let's tear everything down, let's flip police cars over and put the place on fire," that's inciting a riot. But it, it, kind of motivating the people to take a stroll up Pennsylvania Avenue, I think that's an iconic uh, uh, picture of our history of how many people have actually walked up Pennsylvania Avenue to to make their voices heard and kind of show change. Um, All right. So, Brian, how did it get from what we saw, uh, you know, at the White House? And literally, I mean, they say that there were tens of thousands of people there. I have no idea what the count was to what we saw at the at the Capitol with literally, you know, people trying to break down those doors. It was it was totally unnerving. Oh, I agree with you 100 percent. You know, I'm all about getting together, peaceful protest. Um, but when you, when you start breaking windows, tearing doors down, uh, you know, there, there, there is a point where it has to be stopped, and it, it's, it's not appropriate. Uh, but i got to say, I am very disappointed on the security, the physical security. I'm not talking about the National Guard, the police, that someone could take a flagpole and break a window out. Yeah, absolutely. I worked in a prison for 20 years. Yes. You couldn't drive a tank through our windows. Right. And this is supposed to be one of the most sacred, iconic uh, buildings of, of who we are. And, and, a, and a $10 uh, cheap Chinese-made flagpole can take a window out? Incredible. They need to really step back and look at their physical security. But, uh, you know, um, I want to know how that Air Force veteran was, was shot and whoever took that shot should be held accountable for that because I, I just don't see the justification that uh, behind a locked door you felt your life was in danger yeah so, thanks so much brian yeah thanks guys all right take care uh phil uh, jump on uh, paul go ahead well what i first thing i will say uh regarding the capital security the best tweet of the week maybe we can end up on a little lighter note the best tweet of the week i saw so far was having seen the security at the capitol i am no longer as impressed as I used to be with Nicolas Cage. Stealing <laughs> I, saw that. I saw that tweet. Too. <laughs> yeah, that Nicolas Cage was able to steal the Declaration of Independence from the National but, Archives is but Paul not a big is deal. Right. These guys are basically, uh, most of them couldn't probably pass a physical test, right? With mm-hmm. the normal police department goes, you know, you're sitting there in that iconic building. And there's protests out in Washington. You know, there's marches all the time, right? And there's big ones and there's smaller ones. And they had to know there's this big one coming. Now, again, this sounds like a broken record. The record of these events that Trump has held for the last four years, they're noisy. They're vocal. But they, I've never heard of them getting violent. I just haven't. There's a couple then, of punches thrown, but that's that's the, the extent of it, yeah. Cars over or blowing a police right. or, or doing any physical damage to property. Let's, that's the part that confuses me. Let's let Pete weigh in. Peter, what's up? Well, uh, I'll answer. Um, is it Brian that asked 
how that woman was shot because uh, you can watch video. And what they did is they, they were in like a little hall. The doors were still intact, and they bust open a window. Now, again, they weren't outside the Capitol. They were in a hall or vestibule. She was the first one to attempt to go through the window, and that guy shot her right in the chest. He wasn't going to let her in. And, you know, I mean, the police are getting a lot of criticism for not deterring the, you know, the mob. Um, I guess that's the other side of it. I mean, I think he was totally justified. They were breaking into the Capitol, and uh, that's their job to protect that building. And, and my understanding, Pete, so, is that she was trying to enter the one of the actual – um, one of the actual chambers that uh, yeah. had had the people that were you know like in place, they were sheltering in place in the chamber, and uh, and yeah. that was just a bridge too far. Yeah, well, you you can't see it from the video because again, all they show, and that could be absolutely um, accurate. But from the video, they break in this window. It was a large window, too, because she basically, it seemed to me like she was in, you know, her whole body was in that window. And wow. next thing you know, man, she's not in the window anymore. She's down. I, I so, talked to uh, someone close to me um, who is in the military, and their opinion was that um, – you know, they keep on making up a, a lot about her being a veteran. But you know what? When you're a veteran and you break the law, it, it is almost like it's yeah. it's it's even more egregious because at some point yeah. in her life, she took an oath to defend the Constitution. And, uh, right. and again, I feel awful that this happened at all. And that's what's so awful. Pete, I got to roll. Thank yeah. you, buddy. Appreciate it. Sure, go ahead. All, All right. right, see you. Bye. All right, uh, we are literally down to our last uh, uh, minute or two here. Um, I mean, how do we how do we come back? I mean, are is this going to be like twelve days of total um, achita, if you will? <laughs> it's the only way I can say it. Well, first the first thing is uh, uh, just to push back on Pete a little bit. I agree with him. I, I looked at my uh, at Heidi that night. I said, "What is she thinking? She's in the military, or she was for 14 years, and she thinks this is okay." Yeah. But back to the video I was talking about today. I'm pretty sure she's one of the ones that was let in and was just walking up the stairs. I don't think she broke in. Okay, she's got the uh, Trump flag draped across her back. All right. So then, back to the deadly force thing. I've been watching these riots all summer. And these cops have showed amazing constraint. I'm not going to argue about whether I get it. I get what Pete said. I get why people would say she shouldn't have been. And forget her being a veteran. If you're climbing through a window trying to get in the chamber of the U.S. Senate, you're playing with, you know, fire. But they let all those other people in without even firing a shot. And all of a sudden, they're going to start firing shots. I personally, again, for the third time, these guys work in an iconic building that they've really never had to worry about being overrun because they don't think anybody would ever try it, Yeah. right? And, and they weren't ready. And I, I would guess the guy who shot her, because the New York City cop would have pushed you back yeah. or, or pulled the gun on you and said, get back. They panicked. They're not trained for that, obviously. Well, doesn't How does this it, look ahead. to our enemies, then? Exactly. How does Shane. this look to our enemies? 
if he, you know, if the cops legitimately were letting people just wander in. Oh, it's a great time to be a terrorist. It is. Are you kidding? It is. This makes us look incredibly weak. Incredibly weak. It's terrible. The, Absolutely and terrible. that that may be the 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 most quintessential issue here, is is that uh, we have really shown our soft underbelly of yeah. our vulnerabilities. And and again, the more that we continue on, and again, I I know I sound like Pollyanna, or you know, can't we all just get along? I but honestly, the more that we continue on with this rancor and this inability to function as a as a a, a cohesive society, uh, I think we're just we're just um, you know getting ready for a world of hurt. I really do. I think something has got to change. And uh, and again, it's a new day. It's a new year. It's a new administration. Maybe, maybe we can see our way through and, and start acting like Americans again. All right. It is uh, time uh, for the final break, and then we'll wrap things up for Friday here on the Joel Natale Show. All righty. We've got about... Less than two and a half here. Phil, do you have do you have one of your jokes? Did you prepare a joke? Oh, I didn't because every time I do, I'm all excited and you cut me I off. I cut you off. Yeah, I know. Some, some other thing. But I will say, okay, uh, quickly to end this whole conversation, because I agree. We have a new president and I will support President Biden. Okay. I, I, I pray he does well. I, I, I pray for what you just said. The country can somehow heal. But coming out yesterday with his first kind of announcement as pretty much close to the president and saying this whole thing is race-based. Well, that was not the right tone. I'm sorry. It was, but he said that the, the, the whole, uh, the, the, the black lives matter would have been treated totally differently. Well, most of the cops I saw in the video were black. Number one. So they must be black, white supremacists. Number two, oh, black lives matter. They weren't getting shot at all summer while they were burning things down. The cops showed amazing constraint i don't know where that's coming from and i hope everything's not going to be about race that is just not a good card to play anymore in my, my opinion uh flaming that is just cheap i i well, just don't i don't I, I i i hear your perspective i think i think if we were to talk to a couple of our african-american regular guests they may have a different opinion but uh no i i I, I, I I hear i hear what you're saying shaney we gotta we gotta mention what we're doing on monday because it's it's really really cool um we are inviting a couple of professional uh career development experts to help us kind of restart us on our way in 2021 uh with our careers Right. We're talking professional development, best practices and advancement hacks for individuals at the beginning of a new year. And uh, that'll be with Melanie Deppen and Lori Enterline. All righty. They're going to be on Monday on four o'clock on Monday. Uh, Of course, we'll be here with the news of the day and your phone calls. Thank you so much to Phil Kerner. Thank you, Paul and Shaney. Thanks to Father Sean and uh, Zach. Uh, from Performing Arts. And thank you, dear listener, uh, for, uh, you know, here another year as we enter our third year of broadcasting on uh, Talk Erie and the Joel Natale Show. It is because of you in advancing Erie and in and, and dealing with the tough issues that we deal with that that's why we're doing this show. And so, so glad that you, uh, for your support. I'm Joel Natale. Have a great weekend. God bless. And we will see you on Monday.